Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, aphorism for July 4th, which happens to be the United States of America Independence Day. So, this is what it's called, Independence Day in America. The political and national freedoms celebrated this day were meant to give all men a chance to rise to their own highest potential. Though independence has not been applied universally, it has at least been directional. It has taken time for black people and for women to win the right to vote, though that right should have been recognized and bestowed from the beginning. It is time now to declare a new kind of freedom, freedom of conscience. This declaration can be made only by and for the individual. Let no one pressure you into thinking or behaving as he thinks you ought to. God has a special song to sing through you. It can be offered to the universe only by yourself. July 4th is is the flip side of July 3rd. July 3rd was don't impose your principles on anyone else. And July 4th is don't allow anyone to impose on you. Freedom of conscience, Swami says. I'm going to deal for just a moment, though, with what he's saying here at the beginning, just about American freedom, because... You know, America is in a complex transition right now, and it's tempestuous at the moment. It may become calmer, it may become tempestuous again. Master himself said that America has a little bit of bad karma that they're going to have to go through. Master said that in 1952. This is being recorded in 2020, and we can see that these things will happen. Master said that America's karma overall is very, very good. That was an interesting statement because America overall is a country of very high ideals. America was, was founded upon very high principles. It was, it was founded for freedom and founded for equality. That those ideals have not been perfectly expressed does not diminish the fact that the idealism has been always from the beginning present, and it distinguishes us from every other country. America is a Dwapara Yuga country. I'm not trying to be um, chauvinistic merely because I was born and raised in America, only speak English, and have only lived in this country. I'm saying it moving back a step and seeing the way the world unfolds as a cosmic drama, not just something run by individual egos for individual preferences. So the fact that, that Master, who was the avatar an avatar uh, designated by God to help lay the foundation of, the, of Dwapara Yuga, an entire new age on this planet. And he came to America in order to do that. And that America was ideally suited for him to do that. These are no accidents. And when you, when you go back to the founding of America, it's very popular these days to try to um, knock every hero off their pedestal. This is part of the darkness of our age, is that we're, we, we're determined that all idealism should be destroyed. 
that's part of the war that's going on. But the fact of the matter is there was enormous nobility in the founding of this country, very high ideals, and, and, and a, a tremendous willingness to sacrifice personal interests for the sake of an ideal. And many of the founding fathers met very ignominious endings in their lifetimes because the forces of light and darkness were playing against each other. It was by no means easy. They sacrificed a great deal for the idealism of it. And they established, you see, what we take for granted, but you have to really think about this, all men are created equal. This is from the Declaration of Independence. We declare these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Now, we, we dispute later because, as Swami says, women were not included in what should have been the universal world, word men, humankind, all, but, but nonetheless, all men are created equal, endowed by their creator, an acknowledgement that we are part of a greater reality, with certain inalienable rights, meaning they cannot be taken away from us. They are inherent in, 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 as, we were, in, as we were endowed by our Creator. They were not given by man, they were given by God. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, those, are, those were amazing at the time, at a time when aristocracy thought that the lower classes weren't even human, when slavery, slavery was rampant, and it was also in the United States at that point. So it wasn't as if we were completely um, living up to our own ideals, but nonetheless, this is what we stated, endowed by their creator. And therefore, it, it was a, a level playing field. Anybody, and that has what happened in America, you know, refugees from everywhere in the beginning of this country until relatively recently, you arrived with nothing and you could literally become the president. You could become as wealthy as you wanted to be. You could be as influential. You could choose your vocation. You could choose where you could live. You could do anything you wanted to do, almost, but comparatively. It was an absolute revolution, not just of the colonies against the king, but it was a complete revolution in the very definition of society. It was Dwapara Yuga. So the reason Master could come over here and do um, and, and establish self-realization is because he could say, we are all equally children of God. Self-realization is the destiny of every human being. And the soil was there for us to believe that was true. Life, endowed by our Creator. Life, freedom, and the right to eternal bliss. And people said, sure. And you didn't have to be an aristocrat. You didn't, and by the time Master got here, you didn't have to be any race, any ethnicity, any cultural condition, anything. It's, it's yours by right. And there was the, the, the overall soil in the society and the freedom. Um, you can establish a church in America. That just seems so natural to us. We have all these different churches. Um, just, I mean, not, not very long ago when uh, friends from Italy would come to America and we would talk about, you know, having started a church. We are, we are essentially the second church of self-realization. Master himself started the first church of self-realization. That's not what it's called, but that's what it would be called. And Ananda was the second church of self-realization. Our Italian friends were like, what do you mean you, you start a church? In Italy, there's a church. And in fact, until very recently, in fact, because of legal action that was 
instigated against Ananda and the positive result of litigation that we were put into, this was how it worked. There was freedom of religion in Italy, and the Catholic Church decided what uh, a valid religion was. So, you're going to be surprised to hear this. There was only one valid religion. So, even though the Constitution said there was freedom of religion, <laughs> and just before what happened to us, the Buddhists had finally been granted actual status as a religion. I mean, this has enormous implications in the course of the law. Everyone, everything else is a cult. So Ananda was accused of being a cult, and we were uh, persecuted legally for laws that were designed to break up the mafia, where uh, powerful people take advantage of weak-minded ones, enslave them, and do various things. Ananda was persecuted on that, because if we weren't a religion, and, and I was starting to say God knows we weren't, but God knew we were, but the law did not know we were, then we were subject to extraordinary events, which is an incredible story in itself. I tell a little bit of it in Light Bearer, the biography I wrote of Swami. The whole story has to be told by the Italians who went through it and the Americans in Italy who went through it. But the end point was we had a very, very, very good judge, and he wrote a decision that changed the definition of religion in Italy and created an, a, a, an open pathway for true freedom. But in this country, America, it was already established, church and state separation, which means that the, the government cannot say what a valid religion is. We have freedom of our own beliefs. And, you know, again, we just take all this for granted. We just think this is the way things are, but until 1776 it wasn't. It wasn't even conceived of such a thing, what to speak of building a whole nation on top of it. So. Master was able to walk in and speak to us of self-realization. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And Master said, let me tell you what that actually really means. That means eternal life. That means eternal freedom. That means absolute freedom from all limitation. And that means eternal bliss. That's what the, the founding fathers, that's what the Creator really endowed us with. And they were just, they sensed it. Many of them sensed it very deeply. And that's why they wrote it so magnificently. So now Swami's saying, you know, yes, there's a political aspect to this, and women and black people should have been included from the start, and we still have a long way to go um, to actually bring our consciousness up to our ideals. And we're working on it, and we're moving into a higher age, which we thought was a good time to incarnate, but we're in a transition, and so there's a fight going on right now. Most of the time in society, the way Swami put it, is like if you draw a curve between good and evil, it looks like a fat cigar. And there's a few good people over here, and there's a few evil people here, and most people just hang out in the middle. And, you know, are neither really good nor really terrible. They're just ordinary. What's happening right now is it's a, like a dumbbell. It's very, very thin in the middle. And evil is getting big on this side, and good is getting very big on this side, but it's, it's dividing. Now, according to Sanatana Dharma and everything Master said, we're going to a higher age. It's not, you know, depends on the yugas, which is a whole other big subject, but there's a cyclical pattern, and we're in an upward-moving pattern. So Swami says in this particular aphorism that it's time now not just for political freedom, of course it's overdue for political freedom, but the real freedom is freedom of conscience. And freedom of conscience, let me just sort of see how he says that. 
um, to declare a new kind of freedom is how he puts it. But that declaration cannot be written by anyone. That can only be done for ourselves. That we have to say, let no one pressure you into thinking or behaving as he thinks you ought to. And so this is when (laughs) you meet the guy from aphorism July 3rd, who's trying to impose his principles on you. Don't let him. I mean, Swamiji, it was was really funny. He urged cooperation. He wanted us to be respectful. But, I mean, he said to me once, "If if you think you're right, don't give in. He said, you know, don't be rude about it. But And he said that about himself. He was eventually expelled from the First Church of Self-Realization. Um, but he said, he, he was hard, he, he, he has a certain sympathy for the people who expelled him. He said he would never argue, he wouldn't fight, but uh, he followed his own conscience. He tried to do it as cooperatively as possible and as respectfully as possible, but he wouldn't he wouldn't sell his principles. He would just quietly hold to them and quietly follow them, you know, in the most harmonious way he could, but he wouldn't just allow others to dictate to them if he didn't feel they were correct. And it doesn't mean, going back to the aphorism from yesterday, it doesn't mean, um, what am I trying to say? It, it's, the same, it's the same as the aphorism yesterday. It says, these are my principles, and you can't impose yours on me, and I won't impose mine on you. So one can do that extremely respectfully and extremely lovingly. You know, I've been recently involved in a controversy with people I care about a great deal. And I haven't been able yet to see my way out of it. And I have actually prayed, you know, almost prayed. Well, I have prayed. Well, first I've prayed, if I'm wrong, you know, please correct me. And I've asked everybody that I can ask, you know, show me what I'm missing. This is how it seems to me. Tell me where I'm wrong. And I've wanted to be wrong because then I wouldn't have to be in conflict anymore. But I can't give up my principles just because someone else wants me to. And see, now we're building on everything we've said already this month because where there's dharma, there's victory. And if, 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 I, if I could be made to see it differently, I would give it up in a heartbeat. But if I can't be made to see it differently, freedom of conscience is the only real freedom we have. So I'm going to read this again. July 4th, Independence Day in America. The political and national freedoms celebrated this day were meant to give all men a chance to rise to their highest potential. Though independence has not been applied universally, it has at least been directional. It has taken time for black people and for women to win the right to vote, for example, though that right should have been recognized and bestowed from the beginning. It is time now, though, to declare a new kind of freedom, freedom of conscience. This declaration can be made only by and for the individual. Let no one pressure you into thinking or behaving as he thinks you ought to. God has a special song to sing through you. It can be offered to the universe only by yourself. God bless you. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.